discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, after God called Abraham, chapter 13, he goes down to Egypt. He comes out again. And before he goes down to Egypt, something remarkable happens. Chapter 12, sorry. In 13, he comes back from Egypt. And when he returns... He's prospered together with his nephew, Lot. Lot decides to leave. And Abraham looks to God. And God says to him, now Lot has left you. Lift up your eyes and see. As far as your eyes can see, I'll give to you. Now, interestingly, this is the first time God is asking Abraham to see. When he called him, he didn't ask him to see, he just said him to follow. But this time around, God says, lift up your eyes and see. So the reason all the while God was struggling to get Abraham's attention was because uh, a certain individual for which he said he should separate himself was in his life. It's not travesty and insensitivity for you to walk away from certain people when God wants to bring you to your next level. Because if you didn't know, human beings are not just persons, they are dimensions and experiences. And those dimension experiences are characterized by their names. So that whatever a thing is called, that is what it is. Do you know you are named to affect what is around you? Moses is called drawn out of water because he must draw God's people out of water. The Red Sea. Everything you are named to be is going to be the characteristic environment you bring to the table anytime we meet. That is why sometimes God wants to separate you from some people because you've not even decoded what their name means. Because if you were able to decode their name, you understand a lot means you'll be blind. Until Lot leaves, you will never see. His name means blindness, veil. So I can't tell you to see when he's covering your eyes. He has to leave your eyes before I can command you to see. So when God wants to bring you to a certain dimension in his experience, he changes your environment and the persons in your environment so you can see well. And when God does this, something remarkable happens. The moment God now tells Lot... God allows Lord to leave and Abraham is now asked by God to lift his eyes to see. He asks Abraham to see and he says something very crucial. As far as your eyes can see, 
I will give to you. See what he says. As far as what? Uh-huh. Now can we go back, go back to 14? Uh-huh. Let's read again. Let's read together. One to go. Lift up. Northward. Fifteen. So in this communication, he is communicating to Abraham that this land you are seeing is not really about you I'm asking you to see. It's connected to the instruction I gave you from chapter 1 that I'll make you a father of nations. So I want you to see that the land is not for you, Abraham, but for your seed also. But there's a problem in this scene. He doesn't see his seed. He sees himself. So chapter 14, he begins to talk to God, and 15, begins to talk to God about Eliezer. One born in his house. It means, when he talks to God about Eliezer, he says that, why won't Eliezer inherit me? Seeing that, I go without child. So when God says, see your seed plus the land, he saw only the land, he didn't see the seed. Oh. I want to show you something. Hey, hey. And God realized that if I don't correct this guy's vision, there will be a problem. And God said, the only way I can correct this vision is, Genesis 15, let's go there. It's something that I believe that if we don't learn, we'll struggle to operate in this realm of Godhood we are talking about. Because what is coming will not be the parameter by which you should judge things. There must be a certain kind of scene that is beyond what you are seeing. In Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, let's read together one, two. And these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, Fear not, Abraham. I'm thy shield and thy word, exceeding great reward. Two, and Abraham said to the Lord, Without, uh-huh. so all the time God is telling me, I'll make you a father of many nations. He is still seeing that he is childless. Now, he is still not seeing that he has a child. He is still seeing I go childless. And the years are ticking. He said, now, seeing that I go childless, and I still want Shavim, when he said this, verse 3, and Abraham said, behold, to me, that has not given no seed. Meanwhile, to in verse 13. chapter 13, he said, I'll give it to your seed. I'll give the land to you and your seed. But Abraham is telling God that this seed you say you will give to me. I don't have it. Follow me. Verse 4. And the Lord, behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, this shall not be thy heir. But thou shalt come forth out of thy own. He said, one shall come forth out of thy own bowels, and he shall be thine heir. Verse 5. And he brought him forth abroad. This is where I want you to see something. Now, do you have the amplified version? Amplified version. And he brought him outside his tent into the starlight and said, now, the problem with the Amplified here is they added something that was not there. If you check almost all the other versions. From Genesis 14, he has finished fighting Shalolama, recovered all the bounties paid tied to Melchizedek. There's no record he enters a tent. So Amplified puts this thing there. In fact, in the Tanakh, the Hebrew Bible, there's no tent there. The simple statement, he brought him outside. In fact, Amplified tried because it says he brought him the, his tent into the starlight. Now, what is the starlight? He didn't say the stars, the starlights, or the stars' light. 
Are we here? So he's not talking about the light of the star. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about something very deep over here. I want to show you something. For God to let Abraham understand why he was called, the Hebrew actually says God brought him out of time into eternity. So the outside there is not linear time. He had to step out of it. Can I, can I say this to you? Yeah. What God wants to do with your, with your life, if you see it in linear time, there will be a problem. For instance, let me give you a very powerful statement. I just said it to you when I spoke about Solomon. If God says that I will give you a house or I will make you great and you put it in a timing, it means God is constricted to linear time. It means God is bound to a date. Oh. That's why anytime you ask God for any miracle or testimony, he tells you, I've done it. I'm not going to do it. If I'm going to do it, it means time must determine my power. So for you to know I've given you a child, I can't do it in linear time. Step out of it. Do you know? This is the only record that Abraham has a vision about the nation of Israel. Jacob didn't have that dream. Isaac didn't have that dream. But in them was the nation's best. And Abraham had a dream once. In fact, when he told him to step out of time, he began to show him the stars, showed him the heavens, ratified the covenant with him whilst he was asleep. And God told him that your seed shall be in captivity 400 years yeah. in a sleep. Yeah. In one dream, one night. Everything about Israel is told Abraham, and he wakes up. Do you know when he now wakes up, he is still struggling with the vision. But every time he sees the stars, he remembers I'll have a child. Every time he sees the sand, he remembers I'll have a, a child. This is the purpose of dreams, visions, and prophecy. It is not to tell you God will do it. It is to affirm to you that the vision you saw means he has already and he is bound by the pictures he's shown you to stir up your capacity. If you can't see it, you can't separate it. What you can't see, you can't separate to access. That is the power of the Godhead. God saw and called it good. So it became good. If you don't see it, it can't be separated. If you don't see yourself in billions of dollars, you will never get there. If you don't see yourself as spiritual, you will never get there. If you don't see yourself as having passed from death to life, it will never happen. So in the Hebrew language, to see is to separate. That's why God's greatest educational system to his children is pictures. He will let you dream a dream. It is a dream that made Joseph stand. It's a dream that gave him the impetus without the law that I can't do this great sin against my God. The great sin was this picture I've seen. If I secure it, I've sinned. So even going against the vision God has for your life is a sin. Joseph said, how can I commit this great sin? Why? I'm going to be something that will be a deliverer. If I do this, this dream will happen. I've, great, I've seen the great sin. What am I trying to tell you? God is going to move from linear time and enter spirit time to show you some pictures and dreams. That is why oftentimes he will avoid the daytime communication and appear to you in a vision, prophecy, or dream. So that once we are outside time, have you ever had a dream that felt like 40 years of your life in one night? 
God took you out of time. He put you out of linear time because when you stay in linear time, it means God has to wait for sequence to occur. What's up? Oh my God. May the Lord open your eyes to see this revelation that my seeing and my hearing is the gateway to my prophetic and powerful. Bible says in Jonah 2 8, it said, They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Is it there? Jonah 2 8. Yeah. Yeah. Jonah 2 8. Where's it? Jonah 2 8. Yeah. He said, Those who regard false, useless, worthless idols forsake their own vanity. Go to easy English or um, something about. King James. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a day that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. And the idols here is talking about things that you have put before you that are greater than God. If you observe, if you observe your body pain, it's an idol. So anything that gets, I've told you, I've told, I've, I've said many times, anything that gets your attention and your emotion is an idol. Yeah. I shall serve the Lord thy God with all thy might, with all thy power and all thy strength. So anything that can get these three things, your emotions, your strength, your power has become your God. So if a guy can make you cry and because of that you come to church, that's your God. Hey. Ah, by now, your tears should be for God. Though. By now, no, no breakup is worth tears. By now, by, you see, now you were not there by divine uh, providence. If you were there by divine providence, when they break you up, or, or when they break up, no, when they break you up, it's damaged. When they break up with you, what it means is that you, all you say is, a better is coming. Because you're in divine providence. A better is coming. That does not suffice for crying. It means God didn't approve of this. A better one is coming. Hey! I'm not preaching to you so, at all. So, as of, if God wants to give Abraham a child, do you know it took God close to 16 years to change Abraham's imagination? Then after his imagination was changed, he used three months to change his confession. He came at 99 and said, Abraham, work before me and perfect. Then he met him and he said, a year by this time you have a child. A year by this time means nine months the baby was pregnant. The baby came. So nine months out of one year is what? Three months. He has been saying, seeing, 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 seeing. In Genesis 17, when God appeared now, God said, I've been telling you, you keep seeing yourself wrongly. You are no more Abraham. You are now Abraham. Not father of many, but father of many nations and sons. When he changed his name, he came to himself. So his imagination was now turned around. In three months, he started confessing, I'll have this child. Now the confession was so serious that, sir, Bible says when he was about to offer Isaac, he was killing Isaac, not taking a risk, but with revelation, God was able to give him another. Yeah. So he, because he knows if God gives me at 100, is it 140 he can't do it? Yeah. Hey. No, there's a dimension of treatment God will treat you. Uh, I wish you hey. get it. You've not yet trusted him well because you got it too early. But there's a dimension of treatment God will treat you. The thing came in a way you didn't expect. It came too late. And when it came, you know that if it came late and he wants it, he can bring others later. Yeah. That's why Bible said he had respect that. If it, it, it because he had thought he had gone through, he said he knew God can give another one. His imagination has changed. What am I trying to tell you? The way God creates is by imagination. The way you also create is by imagination. Be careful what you are thinking about. 
everything Satan is doing to you right now is changing the way you think. He is giving you pictures. And your pictures are creating things. What did the Bible says? My thought is not your thought. What it means to say that the way God thinks, eh, when God thinks a thing, it is reality. We think when we think is pictures. But we don't know the pictures is reality. I'll just give, I, I don't know that assignment. You think about any bad thing. I'll give you one month. It will happen. You don't have to talk about it. Just think about it. It will start happening in your body. It will happen in your life. Just think about it. You start feeling it. Think about it. How does a man last, even though he's married? He just begins to consider a lady. No wonder Job said, I will not look upon a maiden twice. Because looking twice means I've meditated on her. You know, there's a way a lady can pass. I was like, oh, very nice girl. Then she passed again. Mm, she's nice. Oh, meditation is coming. When you meditate, that thing you are fighting will start imagination. And it's a strong force or so As I imagine it, the lady will start having an attraction for me. Preaching this message. I want to preach it. <laughs> you don't know how Satan sets you up. I wish you did. So all the things you are watching online, he is creating pictures of imagination. So by the time you start imagining it, something responds. Oh. How can I pray 10 hours? I start imagining myself praying. I'm locked up in the room. A day will come, I'll enter a room, and I'll not know how I did 10 hours. It was an imagination before. That is why anyone who really works by the Spirit is never surprised by their level of growth and power. Because you saw it before it happened. Bishop Wedepo says this, I would have been surprised God didn't bless us this way. Because they've seen it already. This thing you are seeing here in Love Economy, 10 years ago it has been seen. And what will happen in the next 10 years has also been seen. So we will not be surprised. We will rather praise him that he has been faithful. That's why we call him faithful. Because what he has shown, he has done. <laughs> if you want to change the experience of your life, it starts from what you are seeing. What see it now? Do you see havoc? The devil has surrounded you with failed marriages. So you think your marriage will also fail. Change the pictures. For every failed marriage, there's 10 other best marriages. People who are lovers, friends, married people who have been married for 30 years and they are holding your hands like best friends, joking, happy. There's a kind of love you can love each other. When they are even pulling your legs in public, you don't say, ah, Bishop, is that Bishop you are disrespecting like that? You can pull your legs in public and you are fine, crowd. And you don't want your wife to, ah, don't disrespect the man of God like that. I'm a man of God. I carry grace. Respect. Is that what? Yeah. Celebrate grace. Zuzu Lakata, celebrate grace. Yeah. I don't do that. I'll hang, I will laugh. You see me holding my hand. My last time we went somewhere, Pastor Oti was holding his wife's purse. And we're talking. I said, ah, me too. I hold my wife's purse after church. Sometimes the sons want to call. I say, hey, it's my wife. Leave their bag for me. It's my wife. I want to hold my wife's bag. It's my bag. It's my bag. It's my, it's my girl. It's not my girl. Yeah. Ah. I hold my girl's bag. It's nice. Hold hands. House was boring. Charlie, people even go eat lunch. Kakra. Eat lunch. Let's go somewhere. Restaurant. Let's go. Hold hands. Let's walk on the beach a little. It's been a while. You understand? Because of what I see. And by the grace of God, we have a father in the Lord who is giving us good pictures. You understand? You, you, when you see a good picture, you can't go off. That's why when Satan wants to also destroy your life, he will change the pictures in front of you. Even animals respond to pictures. Bible says the sheep that were speckled, they began to look at the other speckled sheep and they birthed it. 
I've heard psychologists say a woman looked at a white baby, a black woman, she gave birth to a white child. You have no idea the power of your vision. It has been said your imaginative power is your creative power. Start in Dr. George gave a vision to us 2009 or 10 or so. He says, there was a word of God that came to him that he says, undertaker of this course shall oversee literal manifestations. Recently, I was telling him, I said, Papa, the way it's going, it looks like this vision is coming to pass. And he said, Lord, he says, oh, what do you mean? I said, now, if, if America, America said by November, if you don't have vaccination, you are not coming there. And the normal travel to America is 2023. That's when the window has opened to come to America. So emergency travel, you have to come full vaccinated from November onwards. So if I say I don't take vaccines, I'm not going anywhere. Then God is also sending me. It means he has to now tell me, take the vaccine and I'll keep you and I'll watch over you because you need it to travel or let's vanish. How can you, how, listen, no man can communicate the power of God when he doesn't think he, have it, he has it himself. The reason why Peter's shadow could anoint was because he knew what had overshadowed him. If you, if you are not conscious, the communication, oh Jesus Christ, it's been said so many times, you can't communicate what you are not aware of. You can't communicate what you are not aware of. So if you are not aware that I, I carry something on me, Nothing will happen. If you're not aware that you carry grace, you carry mantles of prosperity, you'll never be rich. You have to act. Not pretend. Act who you are. I'm rich. I'm loaded. According to his riches in glory. So there's no... Le- ah, plutocrat. 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 They can't measure your wealth. And also, God told me some days ago, he said that this is the time you need that anointing. Because when I heard... Um, 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 Reverend Copeland used this plane to go and take people from Afghanistan. God said, this is where you will see where the true transfer of wealth is necessary. Because if money is coming to the church, it means a day is coming. They can throw any economic power. The church has enough economic power to be a nation on its own. We will employ ourselves. You don't need to lose your Christianity. We will employ ourselves and we will cook our own food. We will have our own bank and we will show them a lesson. This is the other side of the coin. There's an army rising that will terrorize their system. God will set a group of people. Those who will not take it and God will protect them and they can never be touched. And those who will take it and whatever they intended the effect to be, it will not touch them. I'm excited when I hear these things. So I, I believe we are the pinnacle. Listen, where we are getting to uh, somebody one day when I was sharing this message, the person came to say, So, man of God, it means the way it's going, I can't marry. I said, What do you mean? He said, No, not at this time. He said, Because of the present time, I wish that you do not marry. I'm not saying don't marry, don't look at me like that. It's like you are sad. <laughs> but like prophets, ah, you have enjoyed, you have enjoyed, you have enjoyed. Me, I say enjoy. Enjoy. That's how oh God came home. So for Joel chapter 2. I saw this one yesterday. I want to show you to Joel chapter 2. Oh my God, verse 13. I want to show you this one. Joel 2 13. Can we read together? Uh huh. Go to. Uh huh. <laughs> Go to 14. Uh huh. Go to 18 for me. I want to show you something. Yes. All right. No, continue. Continue from, I think it's 11. 
I think it's 11. Yeah, sanctify fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? 12, 12. I want to show you something. Joel chapter 2. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. A fasting and weeping and morning. 13. Wonderful. 14. 15. Good. This is where it starts. Blow in the trumpet in Zion. Sanctify fast. Call the Holy Assembly. 16. Can we read together? I want to go. Say, I can't say one thing I say. Go to Amplify. I think they'll understand when I show it from Amplify. It will bless their heart. Uh-huh. Amplify. What does it say? Verse 16. Uh-huh. No, go to message. This is not showing what I want you to see. Wonderful. Read. I wanted you to see like this. He said, Cut the honeymoon short. There's a war coming. <laughs> Cut the honeymoon short. <laughs> we are not part. <laughs> we are blessed. Those who are not yet married, Bible said they'll cut the honeymoon short. So chances are that as soon as you remove the wedding gown, Papa, he said, Wear your dress. We are time, it's time to fight. We are like, Lord, one, one. Lord, I beg, one. Just one. Half. <laughs> he said, God, half pay. I've waited for a long time. God said, wear your dress. Cut the money. He said, interrupt them. It means that something is happening. He said, interrupt them. So when we keep telling you that what is coming here, even marriage will not be something that will be on your mind. There's an interruption coming. Hmm. What am I trying to tell you? If you don't change your imaginations, he said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down strongholds, colon, casting down imagination. It means one of the greatest things Satan used to kill us is imagination. Some days ago, I was talking to someone, the person told me, oh, they are kidnapping people. I said, ah, I've not heard. He said, they are kidnapping people everywhere in Accra. I said, that's all. I said, I don't know. I don't have time for such news. Because I said, well, you can hear the news and that's how you are working. Hey, you are imagining it so the more you are imagining it the more you are attracting it you are creating that reality can we go to genesis chapter 6 again i think i think i think number four number four let's see let's see the power of imagination Uh uh-huh 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 verse five look at this and god saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and every imagination of their heart. So they didn't do wicked though. It's imagination in their hearts that God saw. He said, I'm tired. So in the spirit, imagination are potent realities. Imaginations. They are creating things. You sit in your room and say, ah, this is my wife. She's becoming boring. Oh. That imagination becomes a reality. She'll be boring soon. I, I, I passed apart. The things pastor has been saying, I describe it. We understand. It will become a reality. You will see very soon anything pastor preaches, you're angry. 
It's like pastor is talking to you. Let me, let me tell you, the first sign of offense is that the same thing they've been preaching since, you are making it personal. Something has happened to you. Oh, something has happened to you. Something has happened. The same message oh, you used to laugh before. That it's not even you we are talking about. That, that thing looks like you small. Like, I don't like the way Pastor is preaching like this. Like, he was still talking to me. Something has happened to you. And that thing that has happened to you is Satan. I was telling them, we are, we are praying, we are hosting Pastor on Sunday, and we're praying a prayer this dawn. And I told them something. I said, you know something? Satan understands teamwork. Because of teamwork, he dared to overthrow God. He, took, he didn't go alone. He carried the team, one third. How come he had a plan, but he needed a team to do it? That's why he could dare, because he came with a team. But the church, eh, we don't realize that Satan isolates us. But he will come with a team. <laughs> so when you get offended, you are alone. But he's coming against you with a team. He said, when the devil leaves you, he goes to look for seven stronger. But the seven stronger plus the eighth spirit that went to call the seven stronger is eight against one. Yeah. And you are empty. Yeah. A lot of you don't realize that Satan comes as a team against you. But he makes you think you should be alone. Oh. Hey. The thing is teamwork. Oh. The divine life is a teamwork. If they isolate you, one, two, three, you are, you, are, you are finished. You must make sure that until Jesus comes, you are in the team. Yeah, 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 you are in the team. Your boss can insult you, go back to the office. Am I lying? Let the pastor insult you and say, Pastor, insult me again. <laughs> yeah, because your boss will insult you, but you say, oh, What will you do? Salary. He can disgrace you himself in front of friends. Pastor didn't disgrace you. He called you to the office in that room and gave it to you quietly. When we came out, he held your shoulder and said, Brother, <laughs> as well, as well, your nonsense is safe. And also, when he was preaching, he preached with disclaimer a certain boy. But the annoying part is that they don't realize that if you have over 20 something churches in love economy, a certain boy is in every, can, every church. Yeah. Yeah. It's not only you, oh. that is too no, because you think you are. Ah, so, Pastor, waste his time and preach the whole love economy church to only you. If you're a pastor, you understand. For every example you have in your denomination, you have it other places. They have, you, you'll be shocked. In one season, the same story. The same story. You're like, ah. So, when you are saying a certain boy, it's not you. In fact, we are too noble in Christ to see your face and use you as the example. The Christ in us will not allow it. So, we imagine that person. That's how you are looking at your face. And you told us the story, but we are telling you the story. And you are wondering. My mind is not on you. It's on that boy. Because if it's on you, I'll, I'll, I'll startle. I'll go like, no, he's going to get offended. But I'm telling you my mind. And but Mali said it. Hold your carpet. Let him wear it. Wear it. Wear it. Wear it. It's your, it's your dress. Because if you didn't do it, will you, will you feel it? If they say, ah, some people are drinking alcohol here and nobody has drank alcohol. You cross and say, hey, but wouldn't you sound like attentious, Pastor? Don't try. Don't try. Don't try. What be there with the drink alcohol? No. Sean, Sean, Sean. Yusuf, you tell Pastor. You tell Pastor of the drink up. Why they preach drink up, drink up, drink up a lot? And if you are a prophet, they are worse. We'll stand in front of you and use you as an example. So is that once I stand in front of you, you are nervous. Does he know? Should I tell him what's going on? Who has whispered to pastor? So many of the confessions says the way you went prophetically to the person and you were using him as an example. For example, you, when you go to a girl's place, then you go, pastor, I have a confession to make. It's like you know what has happened. Has anybody told you anything? He said, wow, nobody. Yeah. God, then he's, God, dear, oh, God. 
That's just nine days. I don't like, I like come to the pastors. Because if I come to the members, they are nervous. You see, they want to smile, but they can't smile. <laughs> man, man, man. Why? Why, sir? So I see you smile. When I leave, next week, all night, I know we'll come. I know we'll come. That, that prophet, you know, be quiet. Amen. Your imagination is what to cause you to walk in the office of God. That's why he said to us, brethren, whatsoever is good, whatsoever is noble, of a good report. Why? Psalm 60. Psalm 60. Can you put it there? I think verse 8. Psalm 60 verse 8. Go to 7. He said, Ephraim is the strength of his head. Ephraim is double fruitfulness. What he's saying here is that God's helmet is Ephraim. And Ephraim is fruitfulness. It means God is always thinking fruitfulness. Why are you thinking failure? The imagination of God is double fruitfulness. Abundance. Wealth. Favor. He said, Ephraim is the strength of my head and Judah is my lawgiver. This is God talking. Why are you always thinking evil? Imaginations are producing realities. And I'm telling you something. Some of your realities are postdated. They will appear two years later. So you are, I imagine bad things, it's not really happening. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, no, no, it's waiting for you. It's waiting for you. Why don't you sit in your room and imagine that, ah, I've gone to delivery. And I told the doctors I'm coming. I was two centimeters dilated. By the time I got there, I was eight. In 30 minutes, I was done. That same day, I drove my car. I was Dean Achia. My baby was in my hand. I came in the morning. By four o'clock, I'm going home. By evening, I'm eating fufu. Wonderful. You are ima- you, if you imagine it constantly, that's reality will kick in. Because a day will come, your imagination will click with your spirit. It clicks with your spirit that it gets to a point when they tell you it can never happen. You're like, <laughs> you rather see the person as he's mad. But if it has not clicked in, when they tell you, you're like, mm, mm. the imagination should not yet clicked in. The next thing is, ah, my cousin. Ah, my auntie. Oh, this is the spirit fighting us. The moment that imagination also comes, there's a dimension of the prophetic that also prophesies desires and experience rather than divine will. So a prophet can pick what you are thinking about in an instant and you will think it's accurate, but it's because of your imaginations that has harnessed spiritual activity like that. That's why a palm reader can meet you in town and say, ah, you are, you are a good man. You will be great. You will get money. And you are wondering how this demon has seen your life. Because of the imagination around you. But if you are speaking in tongues, when they see you, they say, ah, your star is bright. They can't speak the details. Because there is a light that covers so that no eye can see. No ear can hear. Neither will he enter into any man's heart except that man has the mind of Christ in the line of Christ so the spirit of God can instruct him concerning your life. So there's a dimension when you get to a prophet and he's not in tune with this category of your life. He will just touch you and say, "Mm, your destiny is great. And you ask him, sir, I know. What is about it that's great? Because I've known all my life. I have a great destiny. He can't say anything. Because it's not given to him. Yeah, Pastor says it has happened to us before. You people don't like safety. Assume you're dead. Defocal be with chairman. Yeah. 
There's some prophets when I meet there, I know they will never go off. They will speak the mind of Christ. So I'm happy. I'm okay. Others, when I, when I get to them, I don't want them to call me. Because the things they will tell me to contradict my destiny. Today I'm calling you to understand this. There's a seat in the Godhead. But you must imagine the same thing. We must see the same thing. We must have the same focus. Because when we do that, then we together with Christ can reign upon the face of the earth and control the effects and the dimensions of the earth. But oftentimes, it will require stepping out of time into the, the dimensions of God. And what does that mean? When he carries you in a dream, he carries you in a vision. That's an excursion in eternity. So you can see what is beyond in 400, 500 years to come. So when you come back into time, everything that is happening must line up to that vision of seeing. So after you see it, you hold it. After you hold it, the next thing is you take responsibility of it. So that's why you ask, what must I do to capture this reality? And Paul said, after he floods the light of his glory on our understanding, he said that we may know him and come to the requisite knowledge of the participation in the Godhead, that mystery of the fellowship of the Father. When you come there, it means that this is how we do it. I sit with God. I think with God. I discuss with God. When God wants to do anything on earth, he will say, how can I hide anything from Adam? Seeing that he is a friend. Can I say this? The word friend is where you get the word fellowship from. So friendship is not an acquaintance. Friendship is an equal who is an associate. We have reduced the meaning of friend to somebody you know. But when God says friend, you are the level of the Godhead. So he said to the disciples, a master does not tell his disciples or servants whither he goeth. But for friends, it's a discussion. I want to die. So friends are not people you know. That's acquaintance. Friends are people who are in your associate class. I've told you before. Eagles fly with eagles. Because where they fly, parrots can't fly. So the moment you are flying, parrots are there, crows are there. You should know you are not at the level of the eagles. By the time you are flying well as an eagle, when you turn your head, you see a fellow eagle. So if you are flying and parrots are around you, check it. So it means sometimes you tell you, sir, you can't be friends with parrots. Because where they fly is not where you fly. When they fly is not when you fly. They need cool air. You need boisterous wind. Boisterous wind will smash the parrot away. Boisterous wind is the place you glide. So the weather and the dimensions of flight doesn't even allow us to be friends. I told some people, and I think I said it here too. You want to marry an unbeliever? Fish and bed. How can the bed and fish marry, sir? Where would they live? Where would they live? At the seashore. <laughs> so you'll be doing conjugal visits. Because when the fish comes out of the water, she has to go back to the water. The bed who can be wet, otherwise it can never fly. Because if you understand how bedhood is, the beds who can fly, they are designed to feed on earth. The beds who fly, the only way they feed is by flying. I'm telling you the gospel truth. That's why they have to fly to see where their food is. They can't see from the ground. Their vision is such that they need height to see. So if they don't gain height, they can't see. That is why eagles don't, they don't hunt in the nest. They need to move out. In the atmosphere, they see their prey. There's no eagle that walks on the earth and he sees a vulture 
or he sees a, 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 a rat and walks to the rat and says, I'm catching you. It's not designed for that. The only way the eagle can feed is to swoop down for the rat. So without flight, the eagle can never eat. So there are some dimensions if you want to go to. Your changing of your nature will kill you. This one is not a uh, so prophet. Are you trying to say that the friends that oh you keep talking like that? The day heaven and hell will show up. You understand that that's your nonsense talking. God will separate the sheep from the goat. So your friend will be entering the fire. Kebab, goat. Then you are the sheep of his pasture. Tonight and this dawn. What is your imagination? You should begin to think, ah, don't inject me, nothing will happen. You should be to think that ah, I'm going to vanish and appear true. Because what you are imagining is what is going to happen. Holy Spirit. Yeah. 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 But tonight, we pray for the dimensions of the Christ, the consecrations of God. When we say Christian consecration, eh, holiness is the product. Sanctification is the action. Consecration is the process. So in consecration, the process, the step-by-step process is sanctification. Sanctify yourself. Do this. So when you stop this, you're sanctified. You're set apart. You're set apart. Set apart. Set apart. That setting apart process is called consecration. But the goal of all that setting apart, ten setting apart, the end is holiness. And why must you be holy? According as he has chosen us in him before the foundations of the world that we should be holy. Holy means uncommon. Uncommon creatures without blemish. It means when God released us upon earth we have not been seen before and you can't find fault of us. The product is immaculate. It's immaculate without speck, without error. Special. That's what you get to. And that's what he has called you to be. That's what he has called you to be tonight. And it requires a process. Do you know, the same mantle that Elisha used to part the Jordan, the same mantle, sir, he used to put salt and put into the water and the water became restored. The bitter waters became restored. It's the same mantle he gave Gehazi and Gehazi put on the boy. The boy didn't wake up. So you can carry the most powerful anointing. But if the career is dirty. You see, because I said to you, with God. So God must fuse with you for what you carry to work. So if you are disjoint, <laughs> I was telling some people on Sunday, hey, no, Tuesday, I told them that. When you are born again, the danger behind fornication, adultery, and those nonsense is this. You appear in heaven because your salvation is secured. So what will happen is that rapture, some people will be removing brazier and they appear with the brazier in heaven. You're yeah. crossing road to go and buy condom. Then car will hit you. Then when you appear in heaven, you're holding the, this thing with boxer shorts and singlet. And you ask you, what's happening? So what happened? So what? I went to buy food stuff. I said, is that, what, is that so it's balloon? <laughs> it's, we have a birthday party, so... The condom is balloon. We are come to celebrate. So blow it like this here. <laughs> and the angels was you are blowing balloon. Because you, you came with it. 
So I told them that the danger about this is this. We are supposed to invest for the kingdom we are going to. In my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place. But the painful part is that the longer I take fornicating and misbehaving on earth, I'm investing in a different account. So the day I show up in my next civilization, there is no account to my name. The painful part is that I have transferred my money to a different kingdom. And I didn't go there. So you're a Christian, fornicating, misbehaving. You appear in heaven, but all your works are in hell. That is the danger of misbehaving in church. So why not spend that energy for God? So that your labor, your time, will give you commence. I wish you understood this. There's a civilization coming. There's a president of the world coming. And his associate will be King David in Jerusalem. And his other vice presidents, king of kings, lord of lords, that will rule the nations, will be the saints. Don't show up in that dispensation without correct investment. This one is not the real civilization. This is, this is KG, KG. This is scratch compared to the civilization coming. If you live like that, you make sure there's empty from this world. So you are fully fused with the mantle. Then when you say, in the name of Jesus, there goes the prince of the world. Nothing of his is found in me. Can I tell all of you here, who are dealing with all sorts of issues one by one, have you noticed anytime you're about to lift your hands to pray, the first thing Satan brings against you is a word or a picture of the last thing you did. As God uses picture, the imagination, to make you sit in Godhood, Satan uses imagination to make you sit in fleshhood so you can pray. Because you're about to pray, you say, the pornography you just watch. So you are speaking in tongues, you are just seeing websites. Pictures of people doing so, it's on your eyes. You can't focus. So the frustration makes you stop. And you don't know Satan is depriving you. Gatekeeper. Warlord of the Most High. Battle axe that has become blunt. When he swings, it cuts no head. Purity is the, is the energy of power. And this purity is not a purity by self-effort. No. It's a purity by fellowship with God. I told you, as you pray, you will abstract it. You abstract the weakness. He pulls it out. He pulls it out. By the time you are done praying, he has peeled you into a new state. Your mind is clear. You can call the girl and say, from today, don't call me again. I'm done. If you don't end it like that, you think you have done one victory. After every victory, Babylon shows up. After every victory, Babylon shows up. That's why after every major fast, the highest sexual drive shows up. Mm. I don't know, some Christians are not here. After every serious fast, even in the fast, you begin to feel certain edges. You don't know where it's coming from. Babylon is looking for you. Satan knows what you have come to access. He wants to desecrate it. He's called the accuser of the brethren. What you did will not stop what God wants to do to you. But as long as your mind will not forgive you, you want to enter dimensions. But your mind keeps telling you, look at what you did. You are not fit to lay hands. You are not fit to pray for anybody. You are not fit to preach the word. You are, not fit. are you not a hypocrite? It comes to mind. It comes to mind. A lot of you here, you are prisoners of your past. You just can't walk away from what you used to do. But I remember when the Holy Ghost came on Paul. 
and Peter. He said, this same Jesus whom ye crucified. And you could see that he had really walked away from it. And wanted to prove to them that he has been released. So every time, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 5, all the times they arrested Peter, he said, you people crucified him. He wanted to, he was part of the denial. But the Holy Ghost has come on him. He says, whom ye crucified, he's not part. When the Holy Ghost comes on you, he gives you selective amnesia. Even when they are talking of a crime you were a master of, you don't see yourself in it. Imagination. Your imagination has been changed. So you have been translated. You don't see you ever did it. You see your ex and he's a normal person. You don't see in it. You don't remember anything. And in fact, God giving can give you an energy. Do you know one day I prayed a prayer and I said, Lord, if you have forgotten, may I forget and let the person I did it with also forget. And you'll be shocked. They will never bring it up. All of us will have, in fact, after a while, when you try to remember your past, it's a figment. It's like, it's as if you're imagining things. It's not there. There is no memory. God has deleted it. You have no idea the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's able to change all things. Really. Stop letting your past hold you down. You carry anointing. When you show up, buildings must vibrate. As I was told this ago, someone told me a testimony and it blessed my heart. He said, a stranger we don't know came across, it came for one of our meetings. So she went home and was be, she went to chance on all our messages and was listening to it. And she said, they were one day they were listening in the evening and they heard behind their window. When they went, their neighbor was behind the window. He said, Ah, what are you doing here, sir? Is that not your house? What are you doing here? He said, I heard the message. And I left my house and sneaked like a thief. And the reason why they even caught him was that he hit a, a bar by mistake and they heard the sound. So when they said, so what? He said, please, can I get a message? I was so blessed. And the Holy Ghost said to me, he says, if you only knew that the things the fathers have walked in is already inside you. Because I just told you something. He says, see, I've already made you. Because what God was telling Abraham was not what he would do. It was what he had been chosen from birth. Isaiah, before you were formed, our callings was before we became a blood clot. He has chosen us in him before Satan was overthrown. All your prophetic, prophetic and wealth, marriage, God already did it before Satan even dethroned, was dethroned from heaven. But you must. That's why I said, in the beginning was in eternity. But a manager must show up who knows how to till the ground, to pull what has been put there and show it up. I need to sow seed to pull my finances out. I need to pray to energize my spirit so that the things I say carries power. <clears throat> the things we do here you can do, but the difference is you're not praying as much. Pastor Chris once said something. His pastors were misbehaving. He says everything they were doing their own thing. He just went on a two weeks retreat. When he came back, as he was preaching, all the pastors were slain. They were weeping. He said from that day, they went back to order. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. It changes the way you look. It changes the way you talk. What you say that everybody will say, you also carry power. It has magnetic force. I'm dragged into this thing. That's why if Satan will find any man of God, a lover of praise and entertainment, he has finished your ministry. You must forget the internet and get back. Holy priesthood, kneel down. There is a wave of death coming. And the people you feed and teach must be immune from it. Jesus had contagious health. So even the Thomas does not believe, his belief is not enough to deny him the health policy. Stand to your feet.
Wave your hands to Jesus. the house to Jesus. Left the house to Jesus. Pray to the Lord right now. Lift your voice. Kababa shala. Take a bow. Everything I am is yours. Oh, everything I am is yours. Everything I am is yours. All the wisdom I am is yours. Parakabado shala baba. Lift your hands to the Lord, somebody. We want to pray a prayer. We want to pray a prayer tonight. And what we are going to pray is that, Father, we come into the fellowship of the Godhead. And can I say this? This fellowship of the Godhead is an estate given to every child of God. But the experience of it it's a procession that comes as a result of your freedom. That from today, you are going to intermingle with divinity. Do you know that every time Moses went to spend 40 days with the Lord, he came back a different person. All Moses needed to do was when the life was going some way, he just entered the cloud. And the number 14, the Hebrew means rebirth. So it means that every encounter with God rebirths you. It rebirths purpose. It rebirths agenda. It rebirths glory. Listen, everything we are saying to you today, mark it on the wall. At least some people have been here for a while. They know that the things we are telling you will happen. We, we are not lying to you. It will happen. It will happen. It will happen. But you don't want it to happen and you get to the point where you are not ready for what is happening. But it's surely going to happen. 
The breakthrough is coming. The anointing are going to work in is coming. The, the miracles are going to show up. But you see, there's a place you sit in. You have 70 jets. You care less. You have $2 billion in your account. But you still pray and ask God, what is your next will? He says, he will give you the delights, the desires of your heart. And recently I was reading after I shared with you and I said, the Holy Ghost said to me, what is called fantasy is the one I'm not part of. Because it is God who is at work in you both to will and to do. So the desire you have is in line with his will. Then it is called desire. So if desire is not part of the will of God, it's called fantasy. So any desire that is not in accordance to God's will is fantasy. And it won't happen. Because he's going to do what he's willing inside you. Oh, no, 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 sir. Somebody is praying that somebody's wife should die. So you mind? It's fantasy. It won't happen. Ah, what kind of nonsense prayer is that? Or it's like a thief saying, Lord, Father, as I go to steal, protect me. They'll catch you. I'll pray that they catch you. Where's the pastor? Where's the pastor? Done. The Arabah is in church. The guy I caught. He's not around. Ah. He vanished. I went to tell my church. I went to catch an arrow by the I'm telling you. I was ministering. I said, hey God, what kind of prophecy is this? I said, stand up. I, met, I think I mentioned his name. I asked his name. I said, who is this? I said, it's him. And I said, come. I said, I, I said, there's something I'm seeing there by Sakakra. And the Holy Ghost told me that he's conniving with his friends who are thieves and robbers to rob. I think it was December. 2019, December. Make Now don't worry. December. 2019. Yeah, I was there. You married last year? Yeah. 2019, I was there. Yeah. Tell my church. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Spiritual understanding, intelligence. That's what I prudence. I preach. Yeah, I know. So, as I was prophesying to this guy, yeah. Where, where's Mills? Where's Vanessa? Where is she? Uh huh. She, she was, she was, where, was where is she? She's at back. Yeah. I think Vanessa said she knew the guy. Or she went to pull him or something. Yeah. Oh, God. Nelson, no, you're a robber. Apparently, he's not. His friends are unrobbers. And where he was working now, he had now linked with his friends. Had told him that they should leave the warehouse open, and he himself confessed it. I said, "Mission come, come, I said, "Master, come, I said, "Plan." I, I, I said, "Hey, God, you are there. God can make you arrest and rob in the service." And I told her, I, I was in Nigeria with a prophet, uh, one prophet from UK. He was like, ah, so how do I see by vision? I said, I don't see by gift, I see by Jesus. So if Jesus does not show up, I'm not going to prophesy. Nah, it's not like I'm not seeing you, I'm seeing you. But Jesus in Kamu Amenka. Because who is he that saith a thing and it comes to pass? When the Lord has not, what I'm saying will not work. That's why a lot of you, they've mentioned your names, details, phone numbers, and they told you things up to now, you are waiting for it. Ten years has passed. And you are still waiting because you see he was using gift, not the person of the Lord. If the Lord has not said it, I'm telling you, no matter the accuracy, and you have to wait for God to say, Tell her that I'll do it. That moment, I even went sleep. You will call me after a year, hey, prophet. Yeah, I think it was 2017. I prophesied to you and your wife. Remember, I even had a prophetic word for her about a classmate, and she came to the front, okay. And I told her about her child, doesn't remember. You see, when God gives prophetic anointing, it gives you memory. You can remember things. Make up 
for information. Me no cry the pastor Kobe. Pastor Kobe, why? I also prophesied to Pastor Kobe. Remember, I also prophesied to him and his wife before they got married that God has come to do something in their life. Yeah, magic. I'm telling you the truth. See, right now I have to show you my. <laughs> Believe me, small. Okay. Believe me. What we are come to do, God is going to touch you. Amen. Anyhow, God is going to touch you. If you are sick in any part of your body, listen. We'll take some testimonies, but watch it. God is going to do something remarkable. Ah, 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 ah. Oh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm. Let's, let's just go there. Lift your hands to heaven. Ay, ay, ay. You are about to enter a dimension with God. But this dimension requires you opening up. Now Lord, I enter you. I enter the realm of God. Today you are going to enter God's realm. Look, we've been walking in the angel's realm. The realm of the supernatural. God said there is a place called seated in heavenly places in the seat of God with Christ. And anything limiting you from getting there. Today you want to throw it away. Putting aside all filthiness and superfluity of the flesh. We receive. We receive. We receive. Can you close your eyes? I just saw the Lord march into this place. And... Many times in counseling, we realize one thing. Many married people go like, they don't feel loved in their relationship. And every time we deduce it, the problem is, not that the other spouse is not showing love, but what the other person interprets as love is not what you are being shown. So sometimes it's not that you're not giving love. Probably you're not giving it as the other person desires. So perhaps it's an acts of service, different kinds of things. And the same with God. We oftentimes give God a certain kind of love that he doesn't want. And there's a certain kind of love he wants. That's why Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh to the Father except by him. So tonight, we are about to enter a dimension. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.